I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. November 19th, 2020. World Toilet Day. Christopher Columbus, and Lewis and Clark. Cigarettes. Pop-Tarts. Tax evasion, and digital books. This, is, awesome, today. Awesome Today, is a mostly daily show about stuff that might be awesome. Don't overcomplicate it. It's barely edited and sometimes offensive. Enjoy it, and have an awesome today. Would you? Hello. Good day. Good day to you, good sir. Good sir. Now who's making who feel old? (laughs) I owed you at least two. Did you though? Yes. I feel like that's a pretty risky move for somebody that is nearing receivership of a new vehicle pending my assistance. (laughs) Okay. Hmm? All right. That's how it's going to go down. Well, listen, I'm not one to hold grudges, but I absolutely keep score. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Woo. All right. Today, Mm -hmm. I did the double six guns there for anybody that's suffering through the videos. Yep. Um, Today is November 19th. Indeed. Happy World Toilet Day. Flesh of... Flesh and Flesh big, and Flesh and So, World Toilet Day is an international observance designed to bring attention to the billions of people who still, in this modern day and age, lack proper sanitation. Now, and it, you what, said billions? Billions. I mean, there's like, what, 7 billion people on this planet? Yeah. And And multiples of them don't have proper sanitation? I saw two different numbers. One that said 2.5 billion, one that said 4. I would guess that the higher number was just bad conditions included. And then the smaller, still very large, 2.5 billion number is just without. Holy Mm -hmm. S word. So the, the holiday was first celebrated in 2001. That inaugural celebration also marked the first World Toilet Summit. Of course. Some of the participants in that summit were Singapore, Moscow, Philadelphia, Beijing, 
Macau, Seoul, and New Delhi. All places that uh, either care or have the problem themselves and care. Uh, the World Toilet Organization provides a global platform to exchange information and take advantage of corporate support to promote clean sanitation and public health policies. It is prolific enough that even the United Nations recognizes and promotes the, the effort. They had a some piece of their form of legislation that went through that even recognizes the holiday for today, all of that. It's, it's a real thing. Um, as early, or rather as recently as 2016, it was estimated that about one person out of every three in the world lacks access to proper sanitation facilities and that one billion people poop outside in the I, open. I am, I am completely mind boggled by this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I cannot fathom that in the year of our Lord 2020, one billion people are pooping in the outdoors and one out of three. Not by choice, because I do my own thing. <laughs> That's just me, me and Ron Swanson. One out of three. Yeah, you and Ron out there together. Yeah. No outhouse needed. No. Just in the bare ass nature. Yep. Um, one person out of three does not have access to proper sanitation. I... I'm not even kidding about this. I'm, this is not hyperbole. I really genuinely, I, I can't wrap my mind around it's, this. It's appalling, and it also lets you know how cushioned we are, especially yes. with American reporting being yeah. what it is. We don't, we don't know what in the world's going on. It's so true. Now, this reminds me when I was in Lebanon, which I know I have long since become one of those people that will start a story with when, when I was in Lebanon. But truly, when we were visiting the tented structures that had been turned into houses in the refugee camps for the mm -hmm. Syrian refugees, the emphasis on proper sanitation for yes. the people that were living in those refugee camps was like one of the number one issues that the uh, world... Um, World Vision people. Yes. That was like one of the main things that they spent a lot of their time, energy, and resources, their money on was keeping sanitation flowing for. Because, right. you know, you've got families, the families that we visited with, one of them is a mom and dad and nine kids living in a two bedroom tent, essentially. Mm -hmm. So there's a ton of people, and the need for sanitation and healthy sanitation was high. I just, and I was just thinking, well, this is just the reality for a refugee camp. I mean, it's, it's difficult, but it makes sense. It's a refugee camp. But to know that one million people like that's the pooping in the open, they don't have a proper covered toilet situation. Right. I, right. Very, I'm blown away by this. Very reminiscent of Lord of the Flies. For those who've read it, it can be a, an issue. Yes. Now I'm going to share some sanitation statistics with you around this. And right. they're loose. Don't, don't get spun up because they're... They're really loose estimations, but they're going to at least give you an idea. Mm -hmm. um, some would estimate that up to 60% of all cases of diarrhea are caused by poor sanitation and unsafe water. Combinative. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. Yeah, it is. Um, estimated that without proper sanitation. No, I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. It is estimated rather that with proper sanitation, that the mortality rate globally of children under the age of five would be reduced by about 20%. Wow. And that's significant. Yeah. Um, it is believed 
whatever kind of statistic that is, but it is believed that access to basic toilet systems would decrease the rate of disease by twice as much as simply access to clean drinking water uh, and at half the cost. Mm. So this would be their positioning to say this first. Yeah. Clean water later. Um, granted, you'd probably have fewer problems with clean water if sanitation were handled well. Right, exactly. Um, every year... Well, I'm going to add one more thing in. And this is just more... I, I didn't jot all the notes down on it. It was too much. Um, and I wasn't sure I was going to include it. I guess really just including it from the perspective of additional problems around a main problem that most people don't give a first thought towards. If you, who are a woman your whole life are forced to use the bathroom outside and in front of people. What does that do to your sense of confidence and self-worth and all of that? Well, it's very damaging. It's damaging and arguably relatively dangerous. Dangerous for well. sure, yes. And so then you have these tertiary things that come along like in places like this. It's not uncommon for women to go to work, do all the things that they would do, but then hold it. Mm. All day long. Yes. And so it, it ultimately results in an increase in, in bowel and bladder infections oh and all kinds of things. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, it, it impacts an awful lot of things. Wow. I genuinely had no idea. Now, on a little lighter note to end, every year the United Nations comes up with a different slogan or theme for this day. 2012 has to have been the best one yet. Uh, it was titled, I Give a Shit, Do You? Way to go, United Nations. Right. Getting, edgy. Getting edgy with it. Yeah. 2020 feels not quite as catchy. It's uh, the, the This year's is sustain, sustainable sanitation. Use your buzzwords, right? Yeah. Sustainable sanitation and climate change because I, we can't just let it stand on its own. I don't like that. That's fine. I mean, those are important things to consider, but don't... You don't got to mix in the climate change. Yeah. Let's talk about people need a place to poop. Here's here's not to justify what they're doing, because what they're doing plainly is realizing both sides. They're realizing that climate change is a hot topic. Yes. Climate change is looking for anybody's pool that they can illegally go swimming in. That's true. And so you have this odd marriage. But I believe what you will believe what you want about all that. If we want to assume that... Climate change is a big deal to the tune of massive amounts of polar ice caps melting, water levels rising, all of that. Then you could have an instance where areas, what you did have existing for sanitation services, might be at threat of becoming underwater. Okay. That's the tie-in that they're working to make. Hi. I think it's pretty weak, personally, but I also wasn't aware that one in three people have this issue. Right, exactly. I think they should just have gone back to, I still give a shit. I'm still giving a shit. Aren't you yet? That would have been better. I this is this is genuinely activating my inner advocate. I just I feel like there's we should do something about this. Okay. Can I take the next two? Yes, you may. Okay. I'm still thinking about toilets over here. Yeah, yeah. I was I was gonna make some lighthearted joke about toilets and bidets and right? stuff like that, and then but now I'm like, well, oh. there, there's two ways there's two ways to approach this. this. Certainly, you'd look at an existing issue of of people that are struggling with the thing, and and you know our heart goes out towards them for sure. But does you focusing on that make it better for them? 
Does you is it, you no. feel bad? Does that make them feel better? No. Does it fix their problem? No. 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 So, you know, another healthy way to look at this is just to be truly in a spirit of gratitude about what we do have yes. access to. Even when we lost power, we could still flush our freaking toilets. That's right. We still go to the bathroom in our house and flush our toilets. Yep. 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 Okay. Whew. It's okay. All right. Here it's we go. Okay. Here we go. Um, 1490, not two, 1493. We all know that 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue in 1493 on his second voyage. Oh. Christopher Columbus discovers Puerto Rico and he calls the natives there Indians. Not no, true. No, no. Okay. He did all that. That's true, except for the last part. Did um, he... I just find that hilarious because everywhere he went was like, you're Indians. Yes. Was he instrumental in the creation of and or the naming of the city of San Juan? That I do not know. I feel like that's a no, but I could be wrong. You know who the patron saint of Puerto Rico yes, is? Yes, I know it is St. John or the San Juan. St. John the Baptist. Yes. Yes. And I feel like, honestly, that's a a definitely a Spanish influence, but yeah. I don't... Yeah, it was later. It was later. I feel like. I could be wrong, or it may have been earlier. Hell, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't I like look it to, up. I like to put you on the spot about you do. the facts you find. You do. Now I'm going to end the episode. <laughs> have an awesome today, would ya? <laughs> All right. Sticking with the theme of exploration. Yep. 1805. Today, Lewis and Clark reached, finally, the Pacific Ocean. Oh, good. When they did so, they looked out, and you know what they called it? <laughs> what? The Indian Ocean! No, they didn't. But they did reach the Pacific Ocean. Good job, Lewis and Clark. All right. Well, on this day in 1863, four score and seven years ago, Lincoln delivered the Gettysburg Address. It's not actually the address of right. a place. He did not say, okay, look here, you idiots from Gettysburg. Here's your address. Quit listing mine. I'm tired of getting your mail. That's right. That's not how it went down. No, but it is rather a speech. Yes. Many a school child has been confused about the Gettysburg Address. If you like ghost stories and you like Gettysburg, have I got a Have I got you? an address for you? <laughs> But at the end of October, I can't remember the exact episode number, but my sister and I recorded an episode for Sorta Awesome. Fairly recently, yeah. Yes, end of October. It's like goosebumps, daytime chills, other creepy things. We tell My sister tells a pretty spooky little story about Gettysburg. So if you haven't listened to that, go hit play. Four ghouls and seven ghosts ago. There you go. That was good. It's the best I could do with that my... It's good. I liked it. I'm limited. Dad jokes dumb my brain down. Yeah. And so I'm limited. Okay. All right. You want me to do this one? Take it. All right. Well, in 1879, the National Association of Trotting Horse Breeders... It's a thing. It is. Determines what is a trotter. And ultimately, they defined the characteristics of the breed that... Though any horse is capable of trotting, mm -hmm. trotting is really simply the gait where their legs move in diagonal pairs. I did not know that. That's yeah. fascinating. Well, I, the way they describe what that means is like left front, rear yeah. right. That these would be going forward at the same time. Yeah. I. It was easier for me to imagine. Well, think about how we walk as a human on two legs, right? Yeah, of course. And the same thing's going on behind us. Yeah. In the, in the same, in the opposite cadence. Right. So you wouldn't step forward with both left legs at the same time. That's stupid. <laughs> yes. You'd look like a teeter-totter. Exactly. 
So ultimately, you did show me some footage of this, mm. that trotting is the, basically, it's like the horse version of speed walking. Yeah. Yeah. Think, is, think uh, Malcolm in the Middle, how uh -huh. the, the speed walking episode, it's that, but it's with horses. But with horses, and there's a whole event around it. It's called harness racing, mm -hmm. which I had never heard of until today. You can go look up harness racing on YouTube and you can see the majesty. It is. It's incredible. Of many horses trotting and they're, and they're pulling these little like seated chariot type yeah, yeah. things with the... And the drivers, I noticed this too, the drivers are completely still. Everything is. There's no vertical movement. Right. That's what, It's majestic to watch. There's zero vertical balance of anything. It's Everything is stationary except the horse's legs. Yes. It It's mesmerizing. Yeah. Okay. That's a thing. It is. It's awesome. 1930, with the growth of the use of vending machines. 1930, now, vending machines to sell cigarettes. Many are concerned that it is encouraging smoking by children because there's no controls in place to stop children no, from buying you the don't cigarettes. Have to put your ID in there or anything. Your lifespans were short back then and pretty hard. I feel like they should have just let the kids smoke. They probably did. They probably did. Honestly. Well, despite the concern arising again all the way back in the 30s, it wasn't until the 1980s that things really began to escalate to any format of national change. Mm -hmm. um, and it does seem, I. I didn't have a ton of time to just dig and scratch and find all the details, but it, it seems like that the ultimate call has been up to individual states to put forth their own legislation. And so with that, you have one thing I did find quickly as I breezed through stuff with is that even as recent as 2010, there were states still finally catching up and being like, yeah, you can't do that. The only place you can use these cigarette vending machines is in a, a business establishment where anybody under the age of 18 is not allowed to enter. So your liquor stores, your strip clubs. Liquor stores and strip clubs. But bars? No, because I didn't know this. It's not. I don't know that it's true here, but I guess in some places an adult can bring their child into a bar. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, well, maybe maybe it is an infant, and they got a little playpen in the corner where everybody taps their cigarette ash. Oh no! There's that great scene from Sweet Home Alabama. It's a Reese Witherspoon movie where she sees a she's in a bar, sees mm -hmm. a high school classmate with the baby on her hip, and says, yeah, "You have yeah. a baby in a bar." Mm. It's really good. Um, do, you, I, do you remember these from as a kid? I don't specifically. I kind of like, I feel like I have a picture of it in my mind. I don't know if I remember actually seeing one or if I've just seen it so much like in pop culture that my brain thinks I've seen one. Yeah. Have you? Yeah, I remember this had to have been pre-fifth grade because of the city that it occurred in. I, I know this about my own past. Yeah, I know yeah. where I lived at what times. Yeah. Um, a friend and I, and it was actually Justin, the same friend. I was going to say, we TG just talked about with the yeah the friend. Kmart. Oh, it was Kmart. Plate not drop TG story. Yes, Kmart. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, Justin and I were we bicycled off the of normal course. beaten path. Yes, and we'd ended up. He was showing me. He'd found it, and I feel confident that his older brother had found it and shown him. Uh huh. There was a, a seedy hotel. It was probably rife with prostitution and all the other things that uh, America's <laughs> founded upon. But they had what? they had a cigarette vending machine, and then we dug through our pockets. We were going to buy a pack. We didn't know what to do with them. We were going to buy a pack. We just didn't have the money to do so. Well, cigarettes are expensive, more than pocket well, change by that point. They cost more than a pack of baseball cards at the time, so. 
That's for that sure. That was that. Um, I like to imagine that in the break room of your office building in the 60s, not only could you have ice cold whiskey right coming out the wall in your vending machine, but also yeah. there's a cigarette. Get yourself some cool menthols and yeah. shot of ice cold whiskey and you're good to go back to the grindstone. Yeah. Now, we're not smokers, but I did smoke when I was in college. I smoke a cigar every, like, maybe once every three years. You can't, ooh, you cannot do the cigarette vending machines anymore, but you can go visit a humidor situation. Yeah, but again, that's a store that won't allow people in that are underage. I know, I'm just saying, if you're going to buy cigars, it's sort of like the very, very, very grown-up, mature version, right? Right, right, yes. Interesting. The boutique. Yes. Of smoking. And just as an aside... I do want to celebrate for a moment how utterly fantastically stupid it is to me that now every Netflix show that comes on, (laughs) you get the warning, say there's full frontal nudity in a pornography scene and smoking. Every single show, too, has it on there. Come on, are we that sensitive that somebody's smoking? We just lose our minds? It's triggering me. I'm going to have to go buy a pack of cigarettes because I saw someone smoking on Netflix. That's amazing. We laugh about it every time, for sure. Yes. Okay, well, in 1954, the first automatic toll collection machine in the U.S. is used at the Union Toll Plaza on New Jersey's Garden State Parkway. Have you ever used one of these? Well, I mean, I guess so. If it's just the kind you throw your change into, mm-hmm, I've used mm-hmm. plenty of them because when there's many still in Oklahoma. They're up here all along whatever turnpike it is that runs through the north part of Oklahoma City. Yeah. Um, but we have a pike pass. So, you know, we're, we just cruise on by those losers that are trying to throw money at a box. But listen, when I was in college, speaking oh, yeah. of college, when I wasn't smoking cigarettes, I was driving up and down... The Indian Nation Turnpike. I'm sorry for the name. I didn't name it that. That's what it's named. It's probably called Chickasaw Nation by now. Uh, Who knows? Anyway, it ran between my hometown and the city that we went to uh, college in. And I drove that little stretch of turnpike many, many, many times. And I always had to dig around in my car and try to find 55 cents. Not 50 cents. Well, yeah, 55. I'll tell a story that I will not admit as to whether I did or did not participate. Okay. But so I, I grew up in Chandler, which is call it just call it thirty miles from the edge of Oklahoma City, mm-hmm. Turnpike connecting it. And at some point in time, I can't remember if it's there to begin with or not, but they had thrown an exit. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
if you were, let me think about this, if you were eastbound, they'd thrown an exit to get off at Wellston, a tiny little, even smaller than my town, in between. Mm-hmm. Not a manned booth. All the other booths were manned. Yeah. Not a manned booth. Right. It was a, you throw your money in a change basket. Well, nine times out of ten, it didn't work. You'd throw your money oh, in. Yeah. It wouldn't register that it was there. You would leave all the alarms would go off and Mm -hmm. all of that and you're just like well screw it i guess whatever and it happened so much that i I think the cops completely ignored any any happenings with that Mm -hmm. and so as we figured that out it became quite popular for not necessarily myself actually i don't think i ever did this myself i can't remember but friends of mine it was a it's one of the hot things to do on the weekend was go drink a bunch of cold beers, keep your cans, go on the turnpike somewhere, come back, and then just throw all your cans in the basket where the change goes. So certainly anybody coming along behind you trying to throw their change in and get hung up on the beer cans. And, you naughty yeah. kittens. I that wasn't me. so bad. It wasn't me. Uh-huh. I know a guy. Uh-huh. I know a friend of mine. Sure. I really don't think I did that. Okay. I would have remembered because it would have felt so naughty. So naughty. Oh, my goodness. All right, 1965, Kellogg's Pop-Tarts pastries are created. I'm desperately curious if in 1965 they were the same cardboard weirdness that they are now. I was going to ask you where you land on the Pop-Tart. Is it thumbs up or thumbs down? I would never buy them, but if they're in the house when I'm feeling bingy, I could eat a whole box. I'd crumble them up and pour some milk on them and eat them like cereal. Here's the thing. I feel like once you have a pastry strudel the ones the toaster strudel oh yeah the toaster strudel and i i'm sure kellogg makes them but i, I don't know actually who makes them that those are actual pastry they're made with like a, a pastry dough they're frozen a, a pastry like resembling dough yes you keep them in the freezer you can either put them in the toaster we don't have a toaster so i put them under the broiler you put the little icing packet on top to me once you go over to the toaster strudel situation the pop tart it, it does actually taste like cardboard yeah yeah, with some kind of weird, perverted jelly inside of it. You know who loves Pop-Tarts? Well, AJ, for one. Kids! Yeah, AJ's one of our kids, for those who <laughs> were not in the loop on that one. Why do kids love them so much? I don't know. Kids do so... Oh, kids, it's like, with all things, kids have this natural tendency towards trying to kill themselves. Oh, that's true. Including- they want to stand up in the bathtub. They want to eat Pop-Tarts. Yep. All the wrong things. All you can't do that. The they want to play football on the road. I mean, come on, yes. you idiots. We are the only species out there who have kids so stupid that it takes over 20 years to train them not to kill themselves. Basically, yes, that's right. Okay. Well, 1979, rock guitarist, singer-songwriter Chuck Berry <laughs> is released from prison. Do you know what he was in prison for? I do have a good guess. Mm-hmm. Say it. Tax evasion. Tax evasion. Chuck. Willie Nelson. Al Capone. Jim Jones. Come on. (laughs) See the pattern, men. See the pattern. We tried to warn you yesterday. Gosh. You cannot fool around about taxes. Nobody likes paying them, but the government takes that shit real serious. So they do, and it's such a lazy way to get caught. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like, and it's such a lazy way to prosecute. We've allowed, we have, we have enabled our government to be increasingly lazy. I I don't know. I can't catch them. Do they pay their taxes? Exactly. That's what it comes down to. Come on. 
I'm going to start overpaying our taxes and murdering people. And I'm going to see, I'm going to put this to the test. <laughs> Please don't. I won't do way. that. I won't no, do that. Find it. Find a different crime. Uh, go on a little on a rampage. Well, I'll tell you spring. what, I'll tell you what, a little segue here. Okay. Um, because my, my back is not yet full health, still at, at random intervals throughout the day, I can't sit in a chair any longer. Right. And I get tired of standing up and walking around, so I'll go lay down in, in our bed with my laptop or stuff to work on. And oftentimes I'll play uh, Netflix or something just to have something going. Yeah. And I started a, a series today called Inhuman Resources. Yes. It's foreign. It's dubbed, which automatically, that's two things I love. You love a foreign dubbed the, Netflix series. The awkwardness of the dubbing, the language choices, all of that. But then as well, the the socially normal behavior for wherever it was filmed that's really abnormal for here. Episode one, the guy, the, the star of the show, the protagonist, he gets into a, a tense situation with an abusive boss and he snaps and he headbutts the guy in the face. Yep. Breaks his nose and is like, wow, that, that really escalated. Yep. That was impressive. Yes. Episode two. So episode one, we're also introduced to his son-in-law, who's a complete doucher. Yeah. Oh, you just, you want to choke him to death. Uh -huh. Episode two, the, the, the lead reaches out to the son-in-law. He needs some help yeah. to make it through a situation. The guy continues on in douche fashion and... I'll be out of nowhere. Bam! The headbutt returns. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. So you say your rampage of choice is going to be headbutting people? I, that may be the better choice. Headbutting people and overpaying our taxes yes. is our plan for 2021. Yes, I like it. I feel like on the heels and in the midst even still of COVID, it's a fantastic choice. Might as well. What else are we going With to do? With a mask over their face, nobody will even be able to know that their nose is broken until I'm already halfway out the gate. Yes. I can I'm doing it. this. All right. Well, fans, stay away. I don't know who's who. I don't want to harm any innocent <laughs> people. Speaking of fans, in 1990, fans everywhere of the pop duo Millie Vanilli were Millie Vanilli. heartbroken and devastated when Millie Vanilli stripped of their Grammy when it becomes public knowledge that they, in fact, did not sing a single song on their award winning album, Girl. You know it's true. Is this really a crime? Maybe the crime yeah. was their actual singing voices. I mean, they, we don't know. They didn't have to go to prison, but they did lose they their, lost Grammy. their Grammy. Yeah. Do you think they lit it on fire? How did they? <laughs> I wish they did. That would have been fantastic. Before they could come get it, just come, like light the whole thing on Kick the door fire. of the house in, grab it, <laughs> take it out on the front porch and light it. <laughs> That's how it should happen. Yeah. Well, 1998... Vincent Van Gogh's painting, Portrait of the Artist Without a Beard, sells for $71.5 million. Hot damn. Right? Van Gogh used a portion of the proceeds to get a prosthetic ear, which was awkward. One, because he'd been dead for some time already, but even more so because I'm recycling this joke from a previous episode. <laughs> Had a little, date, little moment of deja vu there. Yes. All right, in 2007... I cannot believe it was this long ago. I cannot oh, yeah. believe it. 2007, the Amazon Kindle first released. Now, I remember when the Kindle came out and the concept of e-readers came out, I was appalled. Yeah, controversial. 
I was like, I will never, you can pry my actual physical books out of my cold, dead hands. I would never, the whole experience of reading a book, the smell of the pages, the turning yeah. of the page. Especially if it's, if it's like a, a borrowed book, a oh, loaned book, yes. a library book, and page 52, there might be a booger in there. Yeah. Or it's exciting. Yes. You never know what you're going to get. Can I tell you, here we are, what, 13 years later? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm fully converted to e-reading. Yeah. If I have a physical book, I have three sitting on the table by our front door that I've had for almost a month. I haven't picked them up because if it's not on my Kindle, I don't read it. Right. And and I think two Kindles done such a great job of pushing through all of the things, so I can open the book on my desktop yes. when I'm stuck wherever. I can open the same book and sync right. it up on my phone if I don't have my actual Kindle device. Yes, I believe it or not, this is this is unthinkable for some people, but I read the entirety of the last Harry Potter book. Uh, Deathly Hallows. Mm -hmm. It's a long book. I read it all on the Kindle app on my iPhone. That would have been what the equivalency of 32,500 pages on the screenshots yes. on the phone. Yes. Yeah. And I did it because it was around the time the twins were born. So I read some before they were born. I read it in the hospital. I read it when I was nursing twins at home. And I always had my phone with me. And so I could just keep reading. Did the you book. get carpal tunnel finger from? Swiping. Apparently, I did not. I've read many Also books. affectionately now referred to as Potterfinger. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so dumb. It is dumb. Um, <laughs> I have read so many books. on the, Just on the, even on the Kindle app, we have nice Kindles, Kindle Paperwhites. You, I think, use yours more than I use mine. Uh, off and on. Off and on. Yeah. We had originally got them. I don't know if you remember this or not. I do. We had originally got them because we were going to make an effort towards watching less TV at night. Yes. And so we got the Kindles so that we could read in bed. Yeah. And that lasted for about 10 minutes. And then we're like, well, I'm tired of reading, but I could watch a show. Yeah. That's right. So, yeah. Anyway, um, I genuinely cannot believe it's been that long, but I do remember the absolute fury and deep resistance I had around reading something on a device and now that's my life. Yeah. Yeah. So I still struggle on you when when it comes to uh work related documents like a white paper from whoever about yeah time series momentum blah 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 blah. Yeah. I I want I I struggle to read that on a on a desktop. I want to print it and hold it and yeah. highlight things and get angry and throw it away and all that. I do miss that because before uh, e-reading mm -hmm. came into my life, I was a big, especially with a nonfiction book, a big highlighter and marker upper and yeah. stars yep. in the margins and all of that thing, all that stuff. So in a sense, I do miss that. And I know you can highlight and I do oh, use yeah. a highlight feature. I know. Let me give you a confession of anger. Oh no. Slight. It's light. Uh -oh. It's not really anger. We really it's in agitation. It's okay. agitation. There's no solution for it. And I don't want you to stop highlighting. But because we have a family account and we buy a book and it's shared across all, anything that you highlight on your version, I find myself almost skipping paragraphs to read what you've highlighted instead of reading the book. And I'm like, wait, no, she can't tell me what to think. <laughs> It is a problem when you do have a shared account. Yeah. The solution would be separate accounts, but we're our lives are intertwined. They're intertwined, and I don't want to buy a book twice. <laughs> That's true too. If we're we both going to read it, we want the same book. I do, so. and I love that. It's yeah. worth 
it's worth fighting through your highlighting to read a book together <laughs> to share conversation about it. Okay. Tell us what's trending, please, what my friend. What is trending? Actor George Clooney, still an A-lister, I'm sure, though not as popular as he once was, but he just recently completed a, an interview with GQ, Gentleman's Quarterly. Oh, yes. Okay, good. Confirming a story that was first leaked in 2017 mm -hmm. about the time he gave 14 of his friends $1 million One each. $1 million. He also shared many details about that whole thing that were not formerly known. Yeah. It's a great story, and I'm not going to spoil it for you. You should go look it up. Okay. Uh, you want to know why you don't hear of George Clooney that much anymore? Because he's married with kids. Married with not just kids, but guess what? Twins. Twins. Yep. That like, pretty much erases your identity. They're like three years old, so they're in the thick of it. Mm -hmm. They're in the thick of it. His wife's Lebanese. Did you know that? I didn't. Yes, it's true. Okay, what should we, in fact, whirl? Whirl. What do we watch? Well, number one, you need to go to YouTube and you need to look up harness racing. Yes. You deserve a firsthand look at horses trotting. And likely, you'll get a look as well at an actual trotter mm -hmm. in the mix. It's interesting. It's going to take you like five minutes, maybe. It is worth the effort. You Do may, it. You may even find it's very soothing, almost with an yes. ASMR effect for you. I could see that. It's so satisfying to see the smoothness. Mm -hmm. It's I'm having a it's majestic out of body experience just thinking about it right now. I can tell you what yourself. Indeed, you could also watch a George Clooney movie. He's made a few of them. He's made a few. What is, I know what my favorite is. Well, it's probably yours too. What is it? Yeah, it has to be for us, oh brother. Where art thou? That where is, art thou? One of the greatest movies ever. It's my actual, genuine favorite movie. Like, okay. like Gun to Your Head, what's your favorite movie? Desert Island, you get one movie. It's this. Okay. I love Oh Brother, Where Out Thou. What the hell? I can't, you can't even say, say it. it. But you can watch it. Where Art Thou. It's my favorite movie. He's made some good ones. You could even go back and watch the way back episodes of ER. It's Remember true. That? It's true. But I want to get back to Oh Brother, Where Art Thou. Okay. Because I think one of the really winning things about this movie is yeah. that if you know nothing about literature, right. you can watch and love this movie. It's a great movie. But if you know anything about Ulysses, the story, yeah. it takes on such incredible additional depth and all of that. And Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so freaking good. Also, if you enjoy Southern, sort of the Southern Gothic novel, mm -hmm. um, it's, it's, it's a, it's a perfect movie, okay? Yes. It is very pull quotable yeah. as well. Yes. We, over the years, have worn each other out with quotes, except that we never get tired of them. Never tired of them. Never forget John Goodman's performance as the Bible salesman. That was great. <laughs> uh, just every part of it. Every part it's of it. It's so good. When okay. they encounter Babyface Nelson. Oh, my all the gosh. things. All the things. Not the livestock. Not the livestock, George. It's great. What, what do we read? Okay, I have a suggestion for you. I'm ready. You're welcome to do this. I don't know if I you'll be into won't. it. I probably won't, but that's okay. This week, we dropped for our sort of awesome superstars. Those mm -hmm. are our Patreon supporters. A brand new episode in our sort of spicy series. 
So we created this series to cover topics that we are never going to cover on the main Friday shows of Sorta Awesome. So this week, it's Rebecca and I, my co-host Rebecca Hoffer, we're talking about romance novels. Nice. Now, I will admit freely, for many years, I had a big prejudice against romance novels. I thought they were trash. I thought they were literal trash. You don't like the Fabio? The Fabio-covered paperback that your sitter had sitting on her uh, end table that Mm -hmm. she read when she was supposed to be babysitting you. I thought that they were just dribble. Dribble? Dribble. Or dribble. The contemporary romance novel is actually so enjoyable, and I've read a not small number of them. Oh, man. That explains why we've got five kids, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Careful now. We'll be adding to the No! Um... There are... I reclaimed my virginity, just for the record. I'm waiting now until I get married. Oh, did you clear this with our priest? I did. I did. He pointed me towards a store that sells virginity rings. (laughs) I bought four. (laughs) (laughs) It's run by Baptists, but he said we could find them there. Okay. Um, seriously, I have read so many romance novels of the contemporary variety in the past few years. The writing is actually usually quite delicious and mm-hmm. funny, witty. Uh, definitely there's some sexy ones. The ones that Rebecca brought to the show are very sexy. And I even threw wow. a few suggestions in as well. So if you want to check that out, you can only do that if you're a supporter of Sorta Awesome on Patreon. It's very easy to get signed up. It's patreon.com slash sort of awesome. It's only $5 a month. I've got a deal breaker of a question on these romance novels. Okay. Do any of them include smoking? You know, at least one of them. Oh, I'm out. Sorry. I'll still be a Patreon. Yeah. But I can't. I can't do that. Well, there we go. It's too much. It's very triggery. I know. I would. I'd offer up. Read anything on a Kindle. Yep. I read all my romance novels on a Kindle. Knock out two things at once that way. Yeah. And maybe even some smoking. Who knows? What could the people listen to? Well, I've got technically zero things because one, yes, you could listen to Chuck Berry, any of his wonderful songs. But if you chose to listen to Millie Vanilli, you're technically not listening to them, which is a minus one. So that takes you to zero. Cancels it out. Net zero. Net zero. Net zero. Okay. Net null. I don't know. All right. You're the math person, not me. Am I, though? What are are numbers? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Lifestyle. What do we do? Uh, You have a whole story. I have a story. So, uh, in the Superstars Hangout Facebook group, which is the... The Patreon for the Patreon group. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody had posed a question. Quite often, what I gather, I, I see what I'm tagged in. I don't hang out typically. Um, I see what I'm tagged in, and through that, on occasion, I'll see that there there seems to be from our conversations, even still, things that get asked there of a, a little bit more intimate nature. Not that this is, uh, but it, it's a little bit more of a, a private. tighter private community. Yeah. In any event, somebody had reached out uh, within that group to say, underwear for my husband. Yes. What do we do? And I would have missed it entirely roughly halfway through. I think it was Awesome Karen had said, "Um, 
well, Kyle's a dude. Yes. And I'm pretty sure he wears underwear or yes. something along those lines. Yes. And so that pulled me into the fray. Yes. And I'd made some comments in there with some recommendations uh, because it's something that I've recently forayed through yet once again. All every human I think is intermittently on the on the hunt for the perfect pair of undergarments. To which at the beginning of my post I reminded those who have heard this before exposed new people in a non-underwearless way to the fact that my family, historically, because of my dad's influence, called underwear underbutts. Underbutts. To which awesome Julianne from the UK chimed in and said, over there, for whatever reason, it's sometimes that they are referred to as undercrackers. I love it. I'm obsessed. I love this. Doing it. Yeah, I've got to bring it into the vocab. I may I may be on the lookout right before I headbutt somebody in the face after overpaying my taxes. I may be like, hey, don't get your undercrackers in a wad. And then bam, <laughs> throw the headbutt and then run. And then smoke a cigarette. And smoke a cigarette yep. as I... Drive out of the parking lot. I am craving a Marlboro Light right now. Really? We don't have any and we're, I won't buy them. We're not going to do that. Okay. See, all that talk about but maybe, smoking. But maybe, in an upcoming episode, a portion of lifestyle will include, we're talking about doing scotch and cigars, you and I. Yeah. One of these days coming up. So we'll see. We shall see. Don't... Get your undercrackers in a... In a bunch. In a bunch. In a tizzy, in a bunch, something. Undercrackers is the best thing to come into my life today. It's awesome. It's very awesome, and it is today. You did it. Yes, I did. So, all of that, nothing more to add? Nope. Have an awesome today, would you? Please do. Bye-bye. Bye. When it comes to horses, there is certainly a difference between a trotter and a pacer. If you don't know the differences, well, you'll never make it big in the equestrian world. Sorry. Not sorry. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok and literally everywhere podcasts are found. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.